Welcome back to the Play Cycling Podcast. Today was another mountain stadium tour front hard day, which finished on Alpes. Today was a surprising day because Chris Froome was in a breakaway tour front. I think this is the first time when he was in breakaway tour front, probably ever. Yeah, you don't mm, see often. Maybe in Bala World he was, maybe. Yeah, maybe 2028. But yeah, who the fuck remembers that tour front? <laughs> I don't. Were you surprised by today's breakaway? Uh, I mean, I thought it would be kind of bigger, but uh, Jumbo controlled controlled it and didn't allow a huge group to go. So in the end, we had yeah maybe 10, 10 riders with Mindjes, Chicone, and uh, Paulus being the main guys. And then a bit later, at the end of the climb and under the descent, Froome and Pitcock Bridge do it as well. So, yeah, Pitcock was also relatively close in GC, so that's why Jumbo controlled a bit, I guess, but they were probably would have paced a bit otherwise as well. Then on the second to last time, Crowd Affair, they went pretty hard on the last section and reduced the group to Minecast, Froome, uh, Paulus, Chicone, and Pitcock. At that point, I thought the the GC group was going to take it because they were like only three and a half minutes behind and Jumbo were pacing hard. No, but... they were wearing the close. It was four minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah okay, four, four and a half. But it, it was weird because Yambo Wisma, they didn't they pace hard. The, the shallow section of that uh, Golden Lacroix defer, they, they pace hard only that steep section at the end. Yeah, so it didn't make sense. Yeah. And uh, only Christophe Laporte was pacing like that, that climb until the steep section. Yeah, then they used Van Hoydonk and Benoit. Yeah, I don't understand, like, because Laporte was pacing for a very long time. Yeah, that's where the group really got small. But then in the valley and on the descent, uh, Jumbo went really slow again, which meant that the break was able to go all the way. Breaker again, like two minutes on yeah, yeah, descent yeah and and with that, it was it was pretty much over. Uh, yeah, and pretty much, uh, pretty much at the start of the climb, I think it was like 11 kilometers to go. Pitcock attacked and never looked back. I thought Mindjes was going to catch him, he was like really close for a long time, but no chance. Pitcock rode the climb like a really three high. Guys level. Were close, uh... For yeah. a long time, like it was like, yeah, Pitcock attacked. Manchester was uh, between, yeah, Pitcock and Froome. From also was pacing at his tempo as usual. And yeah, Chicone blew up. Chicone, yeah, Chicone blew up early. Yeah, in betting markets, Pitcock was also a favorite to win from a breakaway. Then was Manchester and Froome was before the climb, he was even at 10% yeah, chance to win. So it was weird to see Froome again that he has a chance to win, actually, a yeah, decent chance. Yeah, and in the end, Pitcock won with a rather large gap, 48 seconds ahead of Mindjes and 2 minutes and 6 ahead of Chris Froome. Probably his best level since he joined Israel. Pretty, yeah, has to be. Yeah, it, it must be better than Mercant Tour, where the stage was easier and he did on the like second to last climb. That was also year. one day race. So. Yeah, it was also one day race, yeah. Yeah, this was quite an impressive performance from Froome compared also, to Froome expectations. Right in, yeah, Froome in GC right now, he's, he climbed to top 30. He's in 29th position, only 54 minutes behind Vingegaard. <laughs> Maybe he can beat Damiano Carduzzo in GC. That would be funny. 
he might be in top 20 maybe if if he tries yeah so yeah beating Damiano Caruso in GC like Egan Bernal um yeah but Pitcock won the stage 5.78 watts per kilogram really high level performance from a breakaway did not expect that from Pitcock he was hanging on long in the GC last few days as well but yeah this was really high level performance Christopher Froome 5.46 spots per kilogram also for 44 minutes so pretty good performance from him uh, his best time on Alp d'Huez I believe is from 2015 when yeah. he did uh, 40 minutes 42 so around 3 minutes faster but that was also not like he never had a really good performance on Alp d'Huez he always was struggling on this climb a bit so back then he did uh 5.89 watts per kilogram when Quintana put yeah one minute 20 into him on that climb yeah the, the from also the adopt was in 28 uh, or he did it in yeah that's minutes. what I was about to say yeah, yeah. that was Balo World from where he yeah <laughs> went quite a bit slower but he probably didn't go all out because he was dropped early 51 minutes and 11 on that climb for 4.62 watts per kilogram so yeah, to see he went seven minutes faster. Quite nice to see that. Yeah, but I think uh, uh, before the Tour of France, I rewatched some of uh, Christopher Froome's performances in 2020 when he was for, yeah, riding for Ineos. I think he, he at that time was yeah at a higher level than he is now. Yeah, because in I think Walter it's really Spagna, similar. Yeah, I think he was higher because the Walter Spaniel Angliro stage on the like uh, second to last climb, he reduced the GC group to like 20 guys, 15 guys, even like Mark Soler dropped. And uh, at that time, yeah, like, but Mark it's Soler also, was top 10 it's in also, GC. It was also like a welter, you know what I mean? And it was like the November welter where the competition wasn't that great. Yeah, but still, or on that uh, tour de line on Gran Colombia, he also faced. Yeah, I uh, think he did six watts per kilogram for, for a bit there. Yeah, um, he reduced the group to like tw- 12 riders, I think. And even Bog Maloma dropped uh, after he stopped to face. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. I think that form was a little bit better, maybe, than this form. Yeah, possible, possible. But still, yeah, he's at least back. He can compete for staging, even in Tour de France from a high level breakaway. And maybe yeah, smaller... this is like yeah. this is like competitive level again compared to last year when I think on the first mountain stage he dropped with Tim Elier on like the first three kilometer hill. Yeah, but last year he he crashed hard on stage one. I think that yeah, up. but he still wasn't performing also in in the previous races before the tour. Yeah, that's. Yeah, great day for British fans. Yeah, Pitcock won. He's only second pro win and first war tour win. If you exclude the yeah, Amstel gold race, which it's controversial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's this. I w- yeah, it's hard to say with the Amstel gold race, but yeah, it should be his by far his most prestigious road race win so far. In his career, I mean, he of course has the Olympic medal and uh, whatever else, world champion, and those meme sports. But on the road, is is by far his biggest victory, I would say. Yeah, like it's Tour de France breakaway stage and Alpes yeah, the most legendary climb in cycling. Yeah, what the hell happened in GC Group because Jumbo was pacing hard, 
but the problem was that uh, Jonas did attack. Yeah, so it, it was weird to see. You know, Jumbo was like, "Why, why the fuck you pace hard if you aren't even going to catch a breakaway?" Yeah. So what was the point? Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand the plan. I thought Jonas was gonna go hard attack because even when Alp, they paced pretty hard. Like Kroosberg did a big pull. Roglic pulled a fully domesticated now. And then Cast was incredible, but the only thing Jonas did was respond to Pogaccia, who attacked twice, but couldn't get away. The attacks weren't really that strong. I think he, it was like 15 second max attacks. Normally you see longer, stronger attacks from Pogaccia. I don't think he could have gone that much faster on this climb. Um, yeah, I don't think, I think Jonas should have attacked. I think it was stronger. Yeah, I think um, he, he had lags because like, like yesterday he was so fucking strong he did like 6.5 yeah. watts per kilo for 15 minutes above like 2000 meters above CU level and when he attacked on cold granone and today he was like like he still has great legs i, I think but yeah he is afraid of Pogacar probably still yeah and uh but that's how it is i guess Pogacar has earned his respect for from the teams i guess after what he did the last few years and this year as well and some of the stage races where he beat Jonas easily in Tirreno, which was, of course, not uh, the best shape of Jonas, but, you know, it was still probably, yeah, he probably still remembers that and is fearing that that can happen again in week three or today. I don't yeah, know. It's very rarely when a GC rider in Tour de France uh, keeps the same form for three weeks. And there's a high chance that Jonas might drop off uh, in third week, like like Froome did him multiple times. Yeah, that's why I would have definitely uh, gone on the attack today. His legs were good. I don't believe that bullshit that was feel not feeling good. Yeah. Um, he closed everything easily. Was nose breathing up. I think he was he was doing it easy. Um, Klaus was there. I think they should have launched it a bit early, a bit harder with Jumbo so he can attack on the steeper section instead of the like last three kilometers, which are like 5%, which is, I believe, where Pogaccia attacked, attacked at least the second attack there. The first attack maybe wasn't a bit of a steeper part, but not super steep. Um, so yeah, I, I, just don't, I just don't want to see the same thing happen as in 2020 when they made the mistake of not attacking enough. Yeah. With Roglic, even when he was stronger, like on Plateau de Aguilar, maybe he was stronger than Pogaccia, but just waited for him and similar and gifted him time on Paris Yeah, because right now uh, Pogaccia yeah. is only two minutes and 22 seconds behind Jonas. And yeah, we still have like big stages. They can, he could gain a minute in the TT, then we have still Otakam, uh, which should suit Jonas, but if he isn't in great shape, Pogaccia might take time. Then we have Peragut, which, yeah, the stage design really suits Pogaccia, and we have also Monde. So there are still enough stages where you can make you can create gaps, and that's why I would have taken the time today, or at least tried to to get time on Pogacar because I don't think he, I don't think he's that good in the heat. The what's when our craziest attacks didn't look that great. Because yeah. uh, Pogacar still like did his uh, normal performance. Yeah, like, this is like like they did the fastest uh, Alpes time since twenty six. Yeah, so it's yeah, like the ones were not, not as crazy as like say uh Quintana in 2015 because he was like attacked from the bottom and didn't draft much. While yeah, today the contenders drafted quite a lot, so 
but it's still like nearly at Pogacar's uh, peak trend line. So I don't think he would have gone much faster. It's one of the greatest performances from him on long climbs. Yeah, yeah that says a lot. <laughs> uh, so I think Jonas should have tested him at least once. Another rider who performed really well and was also probably his best performance ever, Garrett Thomas. Like, this is great shape from him. He went today two minutes faster than 2018, but in 2018 they didn't go all out and were standing, yeah, stopped standing a lot, even more than today. Well, Thomas didn't really start stop. He was basically riding his tempo yeah, the entire time. Yeah, and yeah, he came back. And also Enric Maas came back, who yesterday yeah. lost eight minutes. Yeah, so. yeah, I think Enric Maas is just really bad at altitude. Maybe not. Yeah, probably he's bad, but still at Calder Lose, he was still great. Yeah. Yeah, 2020. That's 2020. Everything is a bit. Can't trust everything. He was also kind of <laughs> good on Lapline in 2021, which also it's like 2000 true, meters. True. But that was like barely over 2000. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just had a bad day yesterday. That's also possible, but that would have been a really bad day. Uh, he's also back into the top 10 alongside a few others. We had quite a bit of movement in the top 10, I would say, today. As yeah, Pogaccia moved to the second with Bade dropping maybe 20 seconds, around 20 seconds. Despite getting dropped really early, he only lost 20 seconds. I thought he would lose way more. Uh, Thomas also overtook Bade, moving into third. He's now the clear favorite to... Uh, for the podium in Paris, because he also has the TT, where he will gain a lot of time on the climbers, which are on yeah, the places behind him. But they're now in fourth. Yates up to fifth, um, overtaking Quintana, who had a bad day. As yeah, a lot of times in the last few years, he had the bad day after a great performance, like in 2019, 2018, 2017, probably as well. So he's down to six, go to seventh, Pitcock with his breakaway attempt from 11th up to eighth, Mass also uh, from 10th to ninth, and Vlasov just hanging on into the in the top 10. But uh, Lutsenko gained a lot of time on, on him, and it's probably going to overtake him for 10th. So hopefully Vlasov going to finish out of the top 10. Uh, Pitcock, yeah. Pitko climbed the uh, Aldua is one second faster than Lasso. Um, okay, that was from breakaway. Yeah, yeah, and he was straight. Yeah, so more impressive easily, I would say. Yeah, probably he will die if he's in Peloton, maybe 30 seconds faster. Hard to yeah, say. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I also checked Henrik Mast. He cracked in 2019 Tour de France, and the stage where he cracked was also a high altitude stage. It was Tourmalet. Really? Yeah, long climb, 15-minute climb, uh, that, up to 2,000 But I actually think Mas was ill in that in that oh. race because, because like, on, on the stage after Tourmalet, he dropped, like, on the first climb and lost 40 minutes yeah. or something. Maybe. So, yeah. He's, he's a Spaniard. It wouldn't surprise me if he's struggling at altitude because they don't really have altitude climbs except that one... Uh, Sierra Nevada? Sierra Nevada, exactly, which they will ride. This year as well, up to 2,500 meters, a really hard climb. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for that in the world. Hopefully, we'll see Lopez as well after his crash out of the Giro or injury, which led to abandon in, Giro, in the Giro. Well, maybe, but I think on PCS, oh, 
yeah, he isn't listed so far on World of Spain. He's listed to race in some meme Spanish races, but oh, that's a shame. But he should race. Yeah, yeah. In water, there will be like almost every like <laughs> the start list will be even crazier on World of Spain than Tour de France. Yeah, it's the, it's always like GC. that. Because in the world, are pretty much all every rider from the TDF, but also every rider from the Giro is starting, except those who did Tour Giro, which is pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, it's usually those who crash out and those who yeah. lose here, yeah, like Roglic and maybe Pogacar this year. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Consolation festival. I can't yeah. wait for Pogacar to get, des- get destroyed by, by hey, Roglic. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Remco as well, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. Remco might lose yeah. like 10 minutes on one stage. Yeah, he's. Yeah, his his team is also really bad. I think they posted a squad with the TTT team, and it was like Maori, Elan, David Hines, Seri, maybe. Like so, Quickstep yeah, sucks this good. year. Like yeah. even before Tour de France, you said Quickstep uh, has like the worst squad ever. It's still they, it's still they true. They won two stages, but after it's second stage. <laughs> After second stage, they were shit. Yeah, like yeah, but at least Jakobsen survived today, so maybe he can win yeah. another stage. Which would I would say, yeah, if they win another stage, they're probably fine. Like they got everyone, a bit lucky with the completely everyone survives. Yeah, so it yeah. wasn't that hard. Yeah, there was there was headwind the on the Galibier, which yeah. is why a lot of sprinter made it over that. So I think that's why they avoided uh, the OTL time this this year. Yeah. Okay, thanks for listening, and yeah, probably in the next stage will be Monday. Monday. Yeah, on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. 10 minute, 9 minute climb, high watts per kilo always, and yeah, let's see if Jonas can drop Pogacar again. I doubt that, not on Monday, surely. <laughs>